the mic is live at exactly 2300 hours, although I did forget to turn up the volume, so there was a few seconds of delay. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in again. You are listening to that podcast that Roy Martha does. (sighs) Okay. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd, and creative wizard. This is episode number 369, recorded on Monday the 25th of January 2021. In the pre-show section, let me just tell you (laughs) that this has been a very, very stressful weekend. We'll get on to why a little later, but take it from me, it was not great. I mean, it wasn't completely diabolical, but what I'm saying is there were problems. First of all, you are not listening to me talk about Doctor Who, because there is no way in hell that I would have had time to prepare for that show. This is the usual weekly geek update of stuff that I've been doing and watching and putting up with. (laughs) Also wanted to mention that a long time ago, though possibly multiple times, because this is the sort of metaphor that I would have used quite constantly, because I like lemons, and that is that being bitter, like bitter lemon, the delicious drink, is unfortunately my general state of mind since I was around five years of age. And when I wrote those notes, I had a good think about it. I sat down and I thought, yeah, I've been a bit annoyed about stuff for most of my life. I've got to tell you, though, as amusing as that sounds, it can be very wearing. It is, sometimes, a way of driving myself forwards and getting stuff done. But mostly, it just holds me back, and I'm just sick of it. So if you wanted to know what my New Year's resolution was this year, that's it. Don't dwell, do. Let's move on to culture, and oh dear, I'm going to have to move something to a later show again, and that is Live Girls. Still haven't finished the book. I'm so near, but not quite done. I have also still not seen Bill and Ted face the music. (laughs) I don't know why, I think from what I've heard from other people talking about it online, that I'd probably like it and I could do with the cheering up right now, but I didn't get round to doing that. I did, however, see Underwater, which is a decidedly average pastiche of other movies like The Poseidon Adventure, The Abyss, and any number of underwater monster movies and disaster movies. Oh, and yeah, by the way, there's a horror film. It does, though, at least have the saving grace of Kristen Stewart's excellent acting. 
except when she's unnecessarily prancing about in her skivvies, which, thank God, wasn't the case for her grizzled male colleagues. That would have been unappetising, to say the least. I think she's pretty, and I do appreciate the female form, but those scenes seem pointlessly gratuitous in a non-exploitation film. Look, if it was an exploitation horror movie, I'd be okay with it. But it wasn't, and it was slightly jarring. The other thing I noticed about Underwater is some of the scenes looked as though they had been pulled right out of comic book panels. Surprisingly, they weren't. I did look into this, and apparently it wasn't based on a comic. Which I think is unfortunate. Because the visuals as they are, and if a little more work was put into the story, this would have worked out as a splendid graphic novel. I have read worse graphic novels that have been reviewed more favourably than this film. And that's Underwater. Not terrible, but not really great either, and it seems like... A wasted opportunity. And that's it for films this week. Let's move on to The Watch, a TV show. It is the latest Terry Pratchett adaptation, this time of his novel Guards, Guards, and sequels, which I remember at the time really enjoying. I remember when it first came out, I'd already read Terry Pratchett's stuff before, but Guards, Guards was so good, it really got me into his stuff again, and that was so long ago now. Ah, This adaptation, however, has really come up against quite a bit of fan criticism. I'd say, though, as a fan, and sometimes critic of Terry Pratchett, go back and listen... This adaptation and most Terry Pratchett screen adaptations have been terrible. Except the brilliant Going Postal, which you should see. The watch, at least, has the distinction of being unique, punky, though flawed in its take on Ankh Morpork's finest. Perhaps if you're not familiar with Guards, Guards, maybe I should tell you just a tiny bit about it. Not too much, because it's one of those properties that so many people have already read. But for those not familiar, Guards, Guards is about a rundown bunch of cops in Terry Pratchett's pseudo-medieval-ish fantasy city of Ankh Morpork. And how they go from being a ragtag team of losers to actually making the lives of people better. I will say, though, although it isn't that great, it probably doesn't deserve the amount of criticism that was flung its way. When there was a first look at this, I don't know when that was. Was that last year or perhaps the year before? Terry Pratchett's daughter seemed to wash her hands of the whole thing. 
And the story, as far as I can see in this adaptation, doesn't seem that related to the events in the book. For that matter, the characters are also very loosely interpreted. And that's it for my thoughts on The Watch. You've got more than enough information to make your mind up for yourself. If you are a Terry Pratchett fan, let me know what you think. Let's move on to the last bit of TV chatter this week. And that's not so much a retraction, but a rethought of what I previously said on reading about Doctor Who's Jodie Whittaker leaving the role. That is that... All of the New Who Doctors, apart from Christopher Eccleston, only had three seasons in the role. So maybe she's just making an excuse for her exit, even though her excuse is perfectly justifiable. And she's doing this around the time her contract is up for renegotiation because she's fed up and wants to move on, which is perfectly justifiable from what she said. It's not as if she's leaving unusually early, unless I've missed something along the way. Yeah, I think they all had just three seasons. I do wonder who'll be next, though. That will be interesting and traumatic for the fans and for the person taking over that role. Let's move on to technology And okay, now you are going to hear what has put such a dent in my weekend. I have been attempting to change host to Migrate My Podcast to a proper host that supports podcasting because I've been living dangerously for years hosting on possibly a non-podcasting web host. I have only recently got into reading their terms and conditions, which are so vast and complicated that they could pull my pod at any time if they wanted to. And here is where I'm going to relate to you a real Roy Durr moment. I emailed them, yes, it's coming any moment now, to check with them if podcasting was okay. I know, are you slapping your foreheads? Thus informing them of what I had been doing, which I thought they already knew and had just been giving me tacit approval for, because they can see what everyone's doing on the servers. They know damn well what you're doing. I suppose it only becomes an issue if it impacts other users. But as my podcast has been very, very gradually getting more popular each year. (sighs) Very slowly, though. I did think that it was about time I made some kind of other arrangements. Because of all these goings-on, it will be a small miracle if you actually hear this pod on the day you're supposed to. My thought was... Either go for a paid WordPress.com account, which I can't remember which tier that is. It might be the second tier up. Allows you to upload audio files. 
and does specifically allow podcasting, or continue using my free wordpress.com blog and simply upload all my mp3 files away from my web host to archive.org. And that's not just because I don't have much money, which I really don't, but because I'm worried about digital preservation. It turned out, though, that WordPress was a terrible idea in terms of speed and reliability. I don't know what Matt Mullenweg is doing, whether he's lost his mind, but that Gutenberg theme and the new block editor thing is utterly and completely useless and is horrible to use and very slow and completely stuffs up my workflow. And so, although I did make a copy of my files and uploaded them to archive.org, I ended up paying the nine US dollars a month for an account at Podbean, a dedicated podcasting host. At this point, you're thinking to yourself, ah, he's sorted everything. But let me go on, because there is an oh dear moment coming up again. First, let me prefix this by saying if you are a beginner podcaster, go with Podbean or something similar. But if you, like me, started this thing entirely off your own bat, did all your own hand coding, got your stuff onto aggregators by writing to them or creating an account at each aggregator before all the aggregators just threw their hands in the air and started scraping iTunes as it was then, and then it became Apple Podcasts, and then just let Apple do all the hard work for them. If you were around before all that stuff really started happening, then your setup might be a little too complicated and unique to easily migrate, and that's what happened to me. I was prepared for moving being a pain in the ass, and man, was it a giant one. My hackily DIY punk rock approach until this point meant that the transfer was as traumatic as possible, and there were immediate problems. Oh, and by the way, this is a little tip to Podbean users. Maximise your browser window, otherwise you'll miss the menu on the left of the screen. Goddamn UI designers. Or maybe it's just that my skills are getting rusty with age. No, what am I saying? A wizard gets better with age. Ah, yeah, there were a lot of problems. In the end, just mere hours ago, in fact, I shut down my Podbean account, asked for a refund, which you can do because it was within seven days, deleted the files at my current host, edited my RSS feed to point directly at the files now uploaded to archive.org and called it a day, which is what I should have bloody well done in the first place instead of losing my entire weekend and most of my sleep. 
That's why I sound a bit more croaky than usual. Because of the mess of moving the feed in the first place from where it was to Podbean, which was partly my fault, as I've previously mentioned, but also partly Podbean's fault, because I don't think their automation scripts deal well with established and already syndicated podcasters. What that all means is that it might be a while until you hear this on whatever platform or player you use, but until that time, please don't lose the faith, don't stop listening, just find me via my page at archive.org, that is archive.org slash details slash Roy Martha's podcast, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T Or listen through the tweet I post and you might also have to refresh or resubscribe to my pod in a day or two. But please don't give up on me. Keep listening. And one benefit of this move, if there is any, is the player app that they have at archive.org looks pretty cool, and you can listen to all my previous episodes there quite easily. Nicely formatted player, and it has a little waveform thingy, so you can watch the up and downy bits in my voice. I don't know where I'm going with this. But yeah, I'm still around. There just might be a slight hiccup in getting this and the next episode or two. Let's move on to something else but related. The sound quality. Actually, you know what happened? The reason I migrated was twofold. It was because I had to, but also because I have been recently thinking about slightly upgrading my recording setup here with some new equipment. And I thought to myself, well, that's a bit silly. You should really spend a little bit of money sorting out how people are going to get your podcast and to make sure that whole system and situation is quite robust, and so I embarked on that whole Podbean escapade. But the hope to improve sound quality is what started me along this slightly dodgy path a few days ago. My idea on getting better sound is to, first of all, get a channel strip, which is a sort of mic preamp with some extra settings. I was thinking of the DBX286S because it has a lot of the things that I need, like a de-esser. As you can probably hear right now, I have a very lispy voice. And also a noise gate to get rid of some of the background noise and unwanted breath sounds. And all that stuff is necessary for me to podcast regularly twice a week, every week, year in, year out. Well, you know, at least more recently. (laughs) I was also thinking of upgrading my mic from my Behringer XM8 500 Ultra Voice to a Shure 55SH. 
it's not so much that they look cool or that the Behringer is bad, because it isn't. It's quite a good mic. But I think I need something that's a little less focused. I still want a dynamic mic, and I want to minimize on room noise. But from what I've read, because of the way the capsule on the Shure 55SH, that's the Elvis mic, the cheaper one, is set up, you should get... I believe a wider cardioid pattern, and the wider your cardioid pattern is, the less you have to put up with plosives. That's one of my other equipment upgrade options I was considering. On top of the DBX286S preamp. I was also thinking of a K&M or Gator Frameworks desk boom stand, because although I do like doing this podcast standing up. Sometimes I'm a bit tired and I do want to sit down, especially when it's one of the longer episodes. Of all those bits of equipment, though, I think the one that's probably most important and I'm hoping works out the best is the preamp. The other things I can live without for a while until I see that I'm getting better sound from the preamp I don't know, though. I've tried so much equipment in the past, and a lot of it has ended up back in Amazon. Oh, and by the way, now that I've mentioned Amazon, earlier today I was fiddling around with my affiliate links, so if there is something that you would like to buy that I use, please buy it via my link for gear on my podcast page. If you go to my podcast page, scroll down to the links and click on gear, see what I use. If you buy anything that I use, I'll get a small cut from that. I'm not going to go into a whole gear discussion here because we're already up to about 30 minutes. Although when I do the editing, maybe that will be less. But I use a Yamaha MG06 mixer, as you already heard, a Behringer XM8500, and a few other things that I've mentioned in that gear section on the podcast webpage. Let's move on to something else in tech, and that is the war against pay-as-you-go customers. For me, personally, Virgin became unreasonably expensive some time ago, so I moved to GifGaf, which is a network run by O2. It's just a rebranding of O2. And I just heard very recently that GifGaf will now raise their data charges from 5 pence per megabyte to 10 pence per megabyte. That is a huge and unreasonable increase. Personally speaking, though, and luckily I use the phone rarely, but this really does suck for customers, especially the older ones like my mother who are mostly unwilling to spend on a contract. Still with phones, let's move on to BT. Well, for me, the honeymoon is over. After an eternity getting my super-fast fibre to actually connect. Oh, go back and listen to earlier episodes to hear the merry dance BT led me. The new drama is that BT are rolling me over to their 
non-new customer tariff, which is about £10 sterling more per month. Thanks a lot, BT. And that is really it for this week. Let's move into the after-show section, and then I'll say goodbye. I have one item in the after-show section, and this feels like something I must have said before, but again, I did a text string search, and I couldn't find anything in previous episodes, but that doesn't mean that I haven't already mentioned this item, because there's quite a lot that I say in a podcast that is unrelated to the notes that I have before me. Anyway, that thing that I wanted to say is a very belated RIP to Kumla Dumor. Yes, this is a much-delayed RIP, rest in peace, to Kumla Afeke Dumor, who was born on the 3rd of October 1972, but died on the 18th of January 2014. He was an African journalist who died at just 41 years of age, a Ghanaian presenter, and I knew him as the BBC's presenter of, according to the Wikipedia page, it's focus on Africa. All I know is I remember him being one of my and my immediate families, i.e. my mum and dad's favourite presenters back when I lived in Mauritius, because we get, as part of our deal with TV, some BBC stuff. His presenting style was always precise and cheerful, and we also thought he looked really cool. Mum tells me that she actually told me of Kumla's death back in 2014, but at the time I was probably too wrapped up in a dozen different things, which included settling into my new home in the UK, the place where I'm speaking from right now, and was also, because I was no longer living in Mauritius, no longer a regular viewer of that show. However, in a recent rather morbid conversation about post-death digital assets, which was also the other reason I was trying to move to a more reliable host, and possibly because I'm not getting any younger, and no, I'm not that old, but who knows what can happen. Even just walking along, you know, you could be attacked by a yeti. I mean, it's been snowing lately. Maybe the yetis are out. And anyway, yeah, apparently mum told me of his death back in 2014. And I completely blanked it out. Anyway, in that recent conversation, mum mentioned Kumla's passing and it hit me hard. Hence this item and this very belated RIP. That is it. The show you're listening to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com if you want to help. Please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. 
You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, yes, yes, I know it's a ridiculous name, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This was episode 369, recorded on Monday the 25th of January 2021, and the time at the end of the show is 23.40.45. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye-bye for now. Bye.